rare life media. What does it mean to be completely healthy? Welcome to the podcast where you'll find encouraging stories to help us focus on all layers of our health, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. I'm Monica Patton, and these are the parts of us. In today's episode, I talked with Tanya Lilly, trained nutritionist and educator. We discuss how support plays a big role in life pivots, why our food choices matter, and how to incorporate healthy eating into our busy lives. Enjoy my conversation with Tanya Lilly. Welcome, my friend. So happy you're here with me today. Thank you. I'm excited to talk with you. Me too. I, you're, you're obviously a, a good friend of mine, and I just think you have got some really interesting stories to share with us about life pivots. I think you're a perfect example of making a really dramatic shift specifically in, in your career. And I'm sure you've done it in, in some other areas, but if we could start by you just sharing with us what your background is in nutrition, how that began. So I'm going let, to, let's go back a few years <laughs> if you can, and let's just start there. Yes. So let's go back to 1999. Um, so I graduated from JSU with a BS in nutrition and foods. And from there, I actually moved to Dothan, Alabama and did my internship. It was through UAB, but I was located in Dothan and it was a wonderful experience. I met some amazing people and I feel like I really grew a lot during that time. Um, so I received my uh, degree as being a licensed dietitian after that. And actually on 9-11, it's memorable for so many people, but also for me, I got a call for a job offer that day and, um, I ended up taking it and it was with Cherokee County nursing home. And so they hired me as a licensed dietitian to work for them. And I, I soon became a registered dietitian once I passed my exam and I worked there for two years. Um, it was really a blessing working there. My grandmother actually, um, needed uh, more care at that time and was admitted there to the nursing home. And so being able to be there and work and yet be with her also was such a blessing. So, um, I enjoyed working there, but the thoughts of starting a family were entering my mind. Um, we knew we wanted to have kids. And so after talking with my husband, I said, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to go back to school. And so he's like, okay. And I said, I want to do education and have the same hours as my kids and, you know, be able to have some time off in the summers with them. And I love children. I, you know, I was teaching nutrition, so it was just going to be teaching in a different realm. So I attended JSU again for two years to get my uh, master's in elementary education. 
during that time, I had my first son in 2004. So I started getting a little busier. Um, I was hired to teach. I got a maternity leave in 2005. So pretty much a spot opened up right away. I was just able to get right in. And in 2006, had my second child, another boy. And then just, you know, it was about, it was about nine years ago um, during my teaching career that I just started feeling the, the tug of wanting to be home and be more present with my family. It was conversations with people. It was, you know, drawing closer to the Lord during that time. And that's nine years ago is where the things really pivoted with my, my desires really changing. So, um, continue to teach fast forward to my 40th year of life. And I had my third son. Um, so I think the intensity grew that I knew I wanted to be home. And so I actually just resigned from teaching in this past May of 2021. So I'm now at home with my three-year-old, almost four-year-old toddler. So yeah, that's kind of all of it in a nutshell. <laughs> Which is why you're the perfect person to talk about these life, life pivots. You have done a lot, Tanya. That's, those are some big, major changes. So going back to your life as a dietitian, because you, do, I, do, I do know you have such a passion for food and still do. Hi. And so you, you left that passion or maybe, well, you didn't leave the passion. That has continued, but you pretty quickly decided to go back to school in education. I hear a little bow in the background. How sweet. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he may have something to chime in and, on that. Um, but talking about your dietitian, your role as a dietitian and going into teaching, what, I know you said it was mostly, you know, you wanted to have the hours, as, as same hours as your children when they're in school and be more available in the summers and that kind of thing. Was that a really hard decision to make or was that easy as far as like, cause I, I do know you're, like I said, I know that side of you, your love for nutrition and food. So what really sent you over enough to just say, okay, I'm going back to school or was it just your kids? What gave you the confidence to do that? You know, uh, I just, um, I was just sensing that, okay, you know, I've been, I've been pouring into this job. I, I enjoyed my job, but it was long hours. My husband was on a second shift. So it was just kind of like, I had my job and I would come home and he'd already be at work. And so, you know, starting off young, first job, you know, just pouring so much, much into it in two years. And then I thought, okay, I'm managing and, you know, everything's going fine, but I know I want to have children soon. And so just thinking about, you know, how am I going to keep up with this? And I did work out of town too. So um, it was just, I mean, my husband was on board and really it was a, a very smooth transition. My family was very supportive and, you know, we didn't just 
consider a really long time, it was just, you know, it was pretty easy to close that door and I enjoyed school. So, you know, going back to school was enjoyable. I had family to support while I, cause I, I mentioned I had a child during that time and I had family to help watch him. So it was a pretty smooth transition um, in that pivotal moment. Well, I think a lot of people do think about doing these things and like you said, have the long hours and yeah, maybe satisfied with the job. But in the season of walking into motherhood, I think that was a very brave, bold move to say, you know, this this is something I love and it doesn't mean I have to give it up, but maybe it's going to look different and it's time in this season to look about look into something else and not just thinking about it, but you did it. But you're so you walk into the season of of teaching and you do that for several years. So tell us about the transition, which you, you mentioned that it, it, there was a nine year period that it was really on your heart of thinking, you know, maybe, maybe I'd like to be home, have more time at home. So why did that decision, why was that decision much maybe harder? Or I would assume it was if it took nine years to get there. And tell yes. us about that, if you would. Yes. And I have one more comment on your last question. Um, you know, as far as making big changes in life, I think like how we look at what we've done and moving forward, like no experience should be considered a waste. I mean, the fact that I lived on my own, met so many amazing people that I kept in touch with, you know, and that has just made me who I am. Like that, all of my, all of my nutritional education has just sparked a lifelong journey with me wanting to eat healthier. So I think adding that to your question made it easier too. I'm not, it's not wasted what I had already done. And even though I'm changing it into something different, I'm still carrying all that knowledge with me. So absolutely. absolutely. I just wanted to add that in. Yes. So yes, a very long time praying, many conversations with my husband, family, friends about um, leaving education. You know, it, it was my comfort zone. It's what I did and um, it was comfortable. And I, one of the big things was, but what now? So I do come home and then what now? What if I, I don't know what I would do, you know, take, take care of my kids now that I have, um, especially now I have one at home being more present for my other kids when they do come home. But I think that was the big thing, the unknown, this fear of the unknown. And um, with being able to finally make the decision, um, I recently heard of another podcast and the lady had such a sim simple answer for when do you know when to say yes? And she said, if you're seeking the Lord, he'll not let you go wrong. And I, and I know that I was seeking very, very hard. And I know that my desires were just growing with their intensity. And so just realizing God has placed those desires in my heart for a reason. I don't exactly know what the future holds and what it's going to look like in this new season, but I know he's with me. And I know he's not going to let me fail. He's going to, you know, redirect as I need to, as he needs to. But 
to just get that confirmation um, made it a, made it easier to say yes, just to surrender. And I don't know exactly how it's going to work out financially. You know, I don't know. But um, what a relief, you know, when I can just have that confirmation and know that as long as I'm seeking him, that he's going to be with me. And I, I was just going to say also um, another big factor with me is just a trusted circle of friends. You know, having people to surround yourself with who you can who you're able to confide in them and be vulnerable with them and release your feelings that you have. Um, that just affirmed and helped validate everything that I was feeling and experiencing. And it just gave just another boost in confidence because I did lack confidence, but, you know, in all these years, just not knowing um, if and when this would happen. And um, so that, that group of friends, just surrounding yourself with people you can trust, that was just, um, that just also helped me to take that big step at that point in my life. So. I'm so glad you said that because that was exactly where I was planning on going next was just hearing you tell your story from the past few years, like, you know, like you said, and in, in from one move to the next, it sounds like support from your family, from your friends, knowing people are behind you in your dreams and in your like you said, your, your desires and your thoughts and also just your connection with God and your spirit, spirituality. It, it seems as if all of those have been very important. Without those, can, can, do you think you would have been able to do it or do you think it would have been much, much harder not well, having that? Yes. I forgot to mention kind of the final um, – the final kicker, <laughs> my husband said yes. And that was something, you know, that we, we both had had lots of conversations and wrestled with the idea. And, you know, I knew, you know, he leads, he leads our home. And so I knew there just had to be a point where, yes, you know, I was, I was seeking the Lord and drawing closer to him, but to be able to draw my husband into that and for him to really um, be able to get me and what I was desiring, um, it amazingly happened. And it happened on a Sunday and um, on, a, on the following Tuesday is when I resigned. So that that was um also another huge component just having to just needing his support um you know for this big move that we were going to do because we're in it together you know so no matter what and he he um he even mentioned that you know no matter what you know we're gonna we're gonna try this together and he's he's just been supportive ever since so um, i'm so thankful for that what a blessing yeah it's when we have those behind us that sometimes we just need, even if we can't believe it for ourselves, having those behind us saying, you know, I believe in you and you can do this and it's okay to do this. And sometimes it takes time. I think that's where I just think you've got, you're a really good example of it might take a few years. It may be shorter, but leave yourself open, 
listen to maybe where if you're spiritual, if God is telling you, your heart is telling you, there's usually a reason behind that and kind of go with your gut and maybe that's not overnight. But the point is, is to listen to ourselves. And and that's where I feel like self-awareness is so important. So to kind of finalize talking about the the pivots. So as far as encouraging, I think this is encouraging um, to others that might be considering a bold move or may feel stuck in a situation, whether it be a job or a relationship or anything that they're, you know, they would like to see. Maybe it's not a change, you know, Changes doesn't mean you're leaving the, leaving the relationship or the job, but just just want to make a change. So, the encouragement that I'm hearing, maybe from you, and you might have something to say beyond that, is just having the support system behind you. If you don't have that, do you have anything else to add to that? Yes, um, that that is huge. You know, and it's still like it's still just encouraging to go out into the community. You know, obviously, I've met a lot of people during my teaching career, um, students and, you know, just just going to a football game and, oh, hey, how are you doing? We've missed you at school. I haven't seen you, you know. So, um, you know, just all the wonderful memories that I've made and connections that I've made, um, you know, I take all that with me. But. But yes, support. I don't I don't think I reached out really with I mean a few people I kind of shared my heart with, but I didn't I just didn't get too vulnerable with it, you know, and still kept a lot inside. And I think once you just express that and let someone else, you know, hear and you don't I don't know, sometimes in my mind I could feel a little guilty for what I wanted and just to hear that validated with people you love and trust that was just huge for me. Yes. Well, let's let's move into nutrition and food. Let's 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 get to your passion and I know your love for food. You you have so much knowledge. You've you have that degree, but also you have just continued to cooking, I know, is a stress reliever for you. I know it's <laughs> it's just something that if you, you really, really enjoy. Unfortunately, I don't. I cook, I cook because I have to. I want to be like you, Tanya, but I'm not. Um, oh. If you'll share why nutrition and what we eat, why is it so important? And, you know, we all hear that you are what you eat and all that. But what do you know and what have you seen in your own life as far as how food impacts you and those around you that you love? Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've been conscious for a long time about what I eat, but really entering into my forties, I think it's just been more intense because I look around and I'm seeing, you know, family members suffering, friends, my age suffering. And so, you know, and I'm, I'm realizing, you know, my body's not like it used to be. So, um, so yes, I've, I'm realizing even more, you know, recently, but I know with me, like I listen to my body, like I know that my body is going to let me know if it likes what I put in it or if it doesn't. And so for me, when I, when I don't eat like 
my normal diet, then I'm going to feel the effects. And so it's like, you have to decide, is this really worth it? Is it not worth it? Because I know how I'm going to feel if I eat this. Okay. Well, I would like to make mention before we go further, (laughs) when we are talking about diets, just because both of us as women, we know what culture tells us about diets. (laughs) And when we're saying diet, it's just, we're not talking about being skinny and about losing weight. And I just feel like there's a lot of, there's a real, can be a real negative connotation with that. I mean, we're talking about being healthy and, you know, like you said, listening to your body. What does that look for you? And is that like maybe a food journaling thing you might would need to do? How could we do that? You know, I'm just, to the listener that says, I don't know what that means. Like, you know, listen to my body. How does our body speak to us, Tanya? Yeah, so I had a friend. She has a severe um, intolerance of gluten. She actually... Um, she actually had to, actually had to really change her eating lifestyle for 30 days. And she did identify um, some, some triggers. She's also got some, you know, just she deals with like inflammation in her body. And so during that 30 days, she knew the gluten, but then there was some other things too. And she was able to kind of pinpoint those other things that were, really bothered her and so she knew what she further needed to kind of stay away from so um and you know that was that was just 30 days that she did just identify those those intolerances that her body was obviously you know they it was not good for her body so um so you know whether it be cutting things out and see if it helps you to feel better like for me I have I deal with anxiety. And so I know sugar is a trigger for me. And I know that because if I eat sugar, it's may not going to affect me that first day. When I say I eat sugar, I mean like, you know, a lot of things have sugar in it, but I'm talking about, you know, a sugar laden food. Like if I'm going to just decide to have cups of ice cream, you know, for three days in a row, well, after a few days, I'm going to feel the effects. So I know that that's a trigger for me. And so um, it's not that I don't have ice cream, but I, I just do it in moderation. So, um, you know, going back to the word diet, like when people come to me and they ask me, oh, my husband has cholesterol issues now or high blood pressure. And, you know, especially when it's diseases or problems related to the heart, you know, it's you follow a heart healthy lifestyle, not a heart healthy not a diet, but it's a lifestyle. And it's really, you know, I look at them and say, I may not have high cholesterol. I may not have high blood pressure, but I, but I should eat just like you should eat. So it's a heart healthy lifestyle. And, and I've always just tried to talk with people about that. And it's just a good, healthy balance. Um, I talk to my kids all the time, um, about, you know, moderation and, you know, just just balancing it's not it's 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 okay to to have you know the ice cream but it's not it's not something I'm gonna do each and every day you know we don't have sodas in the house but my kids go to places and they drink sodas so but I do know that if my son uh especially when he was younger he'd hang out with friends and you know they would have all the junk food and the sodas and the next day he'd come back and he'd say 
I'm, I'm just not feeling too well, mom. I think I ate too much junk last night. <laughs> so, you know, even at a young age, like kids start figuring it out, but, um, so yes. Well, I think, I think that's a good point to, to make is it's not a, it doesn't have to be a either or that it's, that you have to be all unhealthy or all healthy, but it's a balance where we still want to be able to have that piece of cake at a birthday party. We, we still might want to have that Coke at the ball game, but it's just, like you said, it's more lifestyle and just what, what do you do every day? Typically that can make a big difference, right? And it doesn't, you, you can enjoy both, but make sure that you're getting more healthy than, you know, the junk food. Yes, because I think back to when I was not as knowledgeable, you know, when I would hear diet, okay, what am I going to have to do? How many days am I going to have to do it? You know, you can do something for two weeks, you know, a month, but eventually, if, if you know, depending on how tight that diet is, you're trying to follow you know, it's, you're going to just feel like your freedom's taken away and you're going to be so restricted that you're going to give up. And so to, to have that healthy balance and know that, yeah, I love French fries, you know, but I'm not going to have them every day, but I'm going to treat myself. I'm not going to deprive myself of that. Right. Um, so I, that's just an, that's just another thing. Key, the key is moderation. So, right. right. Yeah. So give us some yeah. tips. You're, you're a busy mom. And so I'm, I'm sure some, whether you're a mom, dad, or not, single person, I think we all live very busy lives on the go, um, some days more than others. Tanya, give us some tips on how to eat healthy, like just some, maybe some life hacks that you've learned as far as living on the go, a way that people, maybe a couple of tips on how to buy and eat healthy, despite us being super busy as we all are. Yes. Yeah, so I've got um, several ideas. Um, I think I'll start off by saying whether you enjoy cooking or, or you don't, it's like anything else. If something's important to you, you're going to prioritize it. So, um, going back with me working full time and being away from home a lot, it was a sacrifice. I mean, it was, a sac- I enjoyed it, but it was a sacrifice for my family, the time I put into it, but, but it, but food prepping and, and it wasn't anything just, I mean, it was maybe a couple hours, um, maybe not even quite that long, but it might've just been chopping fresh veggies or having some homemade muffins with, you know, some whole wheat, um, some flaxseed, you know, sweetened with bananas instead of, you know, the refined sugar. So it was, it was more like kind of prepping some lunch, prepping some breakfast items just to have some healthy options to go to. Um, and also, which I'm a morning person and that helps, but just getting up before work and having a little bit of time to just do a little prepping for my meal, um, for dinner. And I think with, with shopping, like, I know it can, it can just get overwhelming. You know, what's for dinner? What are we going to do for our family? But, um, my mother-in-law actually kind of really started my journey into like really keeping my pantry stocked with 
things on hand so that if I couldn't go to the grocery store for a week, I'd be okay. Um, she's taught me a lot about food preservation. So she shared with me books and things. So, you know, just making sure that my pantry stays stocked with your basics, chicken broth, oatmeal, rice, beans, flour, yogurt, butter, you know, just the basics. Um, so that when I have grocery shopped and I'm, I'm trying to get plenty of what I need for the week to be able to put meals together, you know, thinking in my head, okay, you know, maybe not having every exact side worked out, but you know, these are going to be my basic meals. Let's say if I can get three meals for my week. I mean, when I was working, sometimes it was, you know, we're going to have a meal on Monday. We're going to eat the leftovers on Tuesday. Even if I change it up a little bit, if it's, if it's barbecue chicken and we ate it with rice the next night, shred it up, top it with top it on a baked potato. But having, you know, that meal on Monday, carrying over to Tuesday, um, Wednesdays was always a busy day with church. So lots of times that was a takeout night and you know, kids love takeout, especially I don't enjoy it as much as I used to, but you know, that was kind of a treat um, for the kids on Wednesdays, come back on Thursday, have another meal and that might carry us over till Friday. Um, and then the weekend was, you know, usually, you know, the weekend you might go out again, you might, um, be having meals with family. Um, so, so I kind of had a basic idea, but what I've learned with experience and it has, it's, it's taken some time is that you're not always going to have every item you need for a recipe. It's just hard, especially with a large family and it's hard to keep your pantry stocked. So before, um, when I was not as knowledgeable or I didn't maybe have the time and think about, oh, I'll just make that. Um, so before, if I didn't have anything, then I might not even try to make that recipe. Whereas now, I'm, thankful to, I'm so thankful for technology. I use that a lot with my cooking. So when I am cooking and I don't have an item, um, I'm just learning to try to make it. I need enchilada sauce. I'm going to make my own. I need a cream of chicken soup. Uh, that's just been a new thing I've been trying, and it's so delicious. I could just eat it by itself. Is it better um, than Campbell's? Um, say <laughs> it is amazing. Like I stirred a little rice in it, and I thought next time someone's sick and not feeling well, like I'm going to make them some of that. Yeah, and it's delicious. But that goes into another thing. You know, it's it's it is it's it's taken lots of years of experience, but just learning how to make things on your own, and once you do. Pretty much your recipe is going to be a lot better and you're using real ingredients. And that's just another thing I really, really wanted to mention, you know, for people that's just a little overwhelmed, just eating real food, you know, trying to cut out the less process. process. Mm -hmm. And it is. And we do those things because it is convenient. And you know what? I have pancake mixes in my pantry. Um, You know, I have the shortcuts because that's life. Um, But when I have the chance, you know, I do, I do try to mix up my own spices. You know, I've been, I've been experimenting, experimenting with making the enchilada sauce, but, you know, but just eating whole ingredients, you know, eating your, eating your fruits, eating your vegetables, um, anything that's, I mean, you really got to watch your sodium, um, like when you're, when you're buying cans. So anything you can make on your own is going to, is going to spare you and help you nutritionally. Um, go ahead. Do you have a question? Well, I was going to say, it sounds intimidating because I'm more of a, I'm going to buy a can. I'm going to be honest here, (laughs) but 
it's probably not that hard. So I think I think you're you're making me want to just go try to make some things from scratch, as my nanny said. <laughs> well, it's just when you do. I mean, it just I guess it's like since cooking is like my outlet, you know, it's my go to to like relax a little bit. I guess it's like when you're a painter and you've finished your masterpiece, you know, it's, it's that feeling of look what I did. And for me, it's like, Oh, I did this all by myself. You know, I'm not like artsy or super creative, but I guess I'm getting a little more creative in the kitchen with trying to, to make um, more on my own. But I think if you just try, it's a lot about experimenting. It can be intimidating, right. but I think you'll be surprised when you get in there and just start trying. And you know what? invite a friend over. I know, um, I was a part of a freezer mill group for a little while and we would get together and I had some people that say, Oh, I don't, this is not my thing. I don't do this. But then they would say, I had so much fun. You know, if you want to look up, you know, and, and get you just maybe five, we're going to try five freezer mills, you know, call a friend, text a friend. Hey, you want to do this with me? Like to me, another key thing in my life is accountability partners, you know, just sharing recipes with a friend. Sometimes it's some comfort food because you know what? We need that too. But other times it's, hey, look at this recipe. It's got a lot of good nutrition. It's going to be a healthy go-to for, you know, your toddler or for a quick breakfast. And so um, sometimes that's what you have to do. If you just need that extra encouragement because it's not really your thing because we all have our gifts, our strengths, our weaknesses. So, um, yeah. Just just pull someone alongside with you that that you can help each other and give life to each other in that season. And um, yeah, especially yeah, once again, that's support. That support. <laughs> we go back to support. Everything's better with a friend, right? And yes, I just keep yes. I just keep coming back to this word, Tanya. Is I think you're speaking to the word just balance. It's all about yes. balance and prioritizing healthy food because you know a lot of us it's like you said it as we age and we're middle age I don't like to say it but we are yeah, uh, we are <laughs> our bodies are not what they used to be and we have to fuel them differently and a lot of people are dealing with conditions and have been diagnosed with you know you've got like you said blood pressure autoimmune I mean you know it runs the gamut so just being aware and there's so many resources available to us that and I know it can be overwhelming, but like you said, at the end of the day, just eat, like I've heard, just eat from the ground and limit the process. And I think you've given us lots of good ideas on make-ahead meals and, like you said, cut up vegetables. All those are really, really, really helpful for this fast-paced life that I feel like we all live. But we want to we want to feel at our best. We want to be at our best and feed our family and our friends well. Can also. I add one? Can I add one more thing that I wanted to? Yes. Okay. So time saver. Um, There is a free app and it is called Fujicate. And I love this app because when I'm shopping and I'm short on time and, you know, going into the grocery store shopping, that can be intimidating. So things are always changing and there's a lot more choices. But with this app, you just use your phone, you, you open up the app. You can actually scan the item and it'll grade your food for you. So if I'm thinking, okay, I'm trying to watch my sugar. Do I want this cereal, this cereal? Well, you, so you scan it and it's going to grade your food from an A to a D. And depending on what that grade is, um, A's being the best, D the worst, you know, that's going to, if I get a B, I'm thinking, well, that's not a bad option. A, even better option. But 
once you once it grades your food, it also explains like the nutritional benefits or the lack thereof. So if you if you're watching sugar, you know, it'll say high in sugar. So that would be something you'd want to pay attention to. Or maybe you're trying to stay away from processed. You know, you do have a lot of inflammation in your body. You're trying to find some triggers. Then it'll say highly processed. So, um, but you can scan the food item if you're in the store. You can also, if you're at home making your grocery list, hey, I'm thinking about trying a different product. Just put that, just um, type that uh, item in. And if you want to do peanut butter, it'll pull up all the peanut butters and it'll grade all of them. And you can kind of just pick your choice, which one um, you want. And you'll know which ones are healthy as you look for those A's. So that's just another thing I wanted to share with the world today. Oh, that sounds like a really good resource. (laughs) Spell that for us. Feed Your app. Yes. F-O-O-D-U-C-A-T-E. Okay. it's free. Oh, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's a really good place to start. Thank you, Tanya, so much for sharing all of your wisdom I know I really feel like this is going to be so helpful and encouraging to those of us who might see some some changes in the future because life is change and it's okay to make moves. And like you said, nothing is wasted. It's never wasted. And I'm just excited what the future holds for you. And I love you, friend. Love you too, Monica. Thank you so much. Thanks. This has been a production of Rare Life Media. This podcast represents the views and opinions of Monica Patton and her guests. Its content is presented for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only, and should not be taken as medical, psychological, or legal advice. Please contact a professional for specific questions. This content does not represent any place of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate, Comments, suggestions, or correction of errors are welcome.